All right, time for another previews of goodies coming out in the future. But before that, let's talk about a few more comics. Starting out with Wolverine and Ghost Rider in Acts of Vengeance. This was fun seeing these characters team up. Uh, I believe it's the catch version of Ghost Rider. But we see... Uh, Wolverine dealing with some hand type characters and Ghost Rider comes in and they kind of conflict with each other in here but a certain kid gets injured thanks to Death Watch and both our characters are hunting Death Watch down while they are they're dealing with all the all his flunky sidekicks that are battling for him. And this ends up taking us into our history with a martial artist that may or may not have trained some of our characters and his daughter and how they're connected with all this. And it's just, an interesting story about the battles that they have to deal with to try and get this entity death watch taken care of and while they're doing it you're seeing them team up with some unusual people along the way that also have history with this character and it's it was a good story i liked it it's a small little trade i think it consists of like three comics worth in there three or four comics but yeah, definitely enjoyable. Uh, next up is the Savage Dragon, Martial Law. Number one, it starts out with the Shark Man Mako dead on a dock and Savage Dragon trying to figure out what happened, what's going on. At the same time, our Martial Law character shows up uh also this superhero this ps superhero who's dealing with kind of like these toxic avenger <laughs> the style enemies and while they do martial law pops in and Ends up teaming up with Savage Dragon to try and find out what happened with Mako and everybody that's been being harmed and what's going on with this whole story. And it was an interesting team up, but I didn't like this one as much as some of the other team ups that were more comedic. This one's a little more serious, but it's also apparently goes beyond issue one so i'm gonna have to find out hopefully someday more about it but then we got the savage dragon archives in 1982 al harris kevin keys and myself printed up uh, <laughs> printed up the 72 page first issue of our fanzine graphic fantasy and presented to the breathlessly 
Waiting World Prism, Ironhawk, and Dragon. Okay, it doesn't go into our storyline. I do like how they go back into the history of the books in these archives and show you imagery and pinpoint who all the characters are for you and help you out with that. But, yeah, this is, I'm the Dragon. The name may sound familiar. I've been in the news lately. I've been playing the part of a super guy for the last eight years. The New York long underwear types grab most of the headlines. But that doesn't mean there aren't us guys elsewhere. The Midwest and Point West have been under the protection of a government-run facility called the Complex. I was the top dog in that outfit till I resigned a couple months ago. It's like... The dragon goes through some things as memories of the the evils of his past and just dealing with entities that won't stop coming after him and crossing his path and causing a bunch of issues. And this was a nice little catch up point in between the storylines of the Savage Dragon. We get to meet some fun new characters throughout here. And court even a kind of like a dragon beetle-ish type character crossover. It just yeah. It, and of course you have the conflicts between the good characters that get things conflicted and they end up pet fighting because of it and causing problems yeah it's just i've been having a lot of fun reading the savage dragon recently we also got the savage dragon red horizon uh in here you're dealing with the dragon just trying to go about normal everyday life and of course some Entities got to come in and start shooting up places. And then we get to meet a interesting female martial artist that likes to attack the dragon and is obsessed with taking him down. And we get deeper into their history and her, her storyline. And our super patriot style character and our big red dragon character. And lots of characters in this end up helping the dragon and saving his life. Because he just basically gets pretty much destroyed by this lady. And uh, it leads up to a, another character that has certain abilities thanks to some specialty armor that he's gotten his hands on. And it's just, yeah, it's another one of those storylines where the dragon has to deal with the evil faction that's trying to take over everything. And the dragon's just trying to live in a world without a bunch of menacing problems. Then 
we start the whole story over by going into the dragon issue number one to five where it starts out with the dragon in the middle of a giant flamed up area where there's an explosion and dragon loses his memory some supers are being destroyed and physically damaged in severe ways i love these because they got great little centerfolds in them uh but yeah you get to see the dragon relive his life without knowing who he is what he is where he came from and he decides to help the thankfully help the police department deal with all these supers that are taking over the world and destroying everything and he decides to join up with the force but it's after some events that happen and that could have possibly been prevented if he would have joined earlier but some stupid things were done that ended up causing people harm. And there's an interesting outcome from it. And you get to watch the dragon try and figure out who he is, who he was. And get his memories back while he helps the department deal with the evil that's in the world. But yeah, those are a lot of fun. Having a blast with the Savage Dragon storylines. And, uh... That's it for reviews. We'll get back right after this with some goodies that you can buy at your local shops or wherever right after this. Okay, let's get back to the goodies. I don't know if you hear the cat purring, but he's purring pretty good. Kind of took over my spot here. I got to work around them, of course. We got Mutants and Masterminds, a road trip to ruin, prose novel, by Green Ronin Publishing. A construct, a shape changer, a demon, a fighter, and a talking Pomeranian hit the road for the road trip they've all dreamed about. But this is Emerald City and things never go according to plan. A devious supervillain, a protective guard, and a surprising origin story will make this band of misfits work together if they want to survive. Will our heroes get to see their favorite punk band? Will they thwart the sinister scheme endangering their fellow rockers? Find out in Road Trip to Ruin. <laughs> Little Pomeranian's green on the cover. Or if he glows in the dark, too. Got My Little Pony, Best of Rainbow Dash, number one one shot by IDW Publishing. Everyone's favorite high flying pony has arrived. From Rainbow Dash's Very Bad Day to the Draytona Breach 500. To Diamond Dogs and Cloud Gremlins, visit the flights and heights that made Rainbow Dash the most loyal Pegasus around in My Little Pony, Best of Rainbow Dash. 
collecting My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number 41, 87, and 88. My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 6, and My Little Micro Series, number 2. I didn't realize this was a trade. Sounds more like a trade paperback than a one-shot. But, who knows? It's a good deal if you get that many different stories for the price of a normal comic. Yeah, Night of the Living Dead Putrid Bag set of five comics by Avatar Press. And we got Ninja Funk one-shot number one by Whatnot Publishing. From the series artist himself, this variant cover by Alex Regal features his unique style for this special one-shot issue of Ninja Funk. Return to the world of Ninja Funk with this special one-shot as the band of frequency-bending warriors encounter an all-new challenge. Mr. Bolo, dealer of galactic oddities, faces off against Ninja Funk after McFly exploits a time portal. Laser Wolf wants to use it to save BB, but Bolo believes that another use, use may destabilize the fabric of reality itself. Allies are at odds, but Ninja Funk are only toys inside the walls of Bolo's playground. <clears throat> Again, we got more time travel crap. And I always love how one person that's doing time travel might rip the fabric of reality or damage the fabric of reality. So you're telling me out of seven, eight, nine billion people out there, only one person is messing with time travel if it's available. And that person might go one too many times and wreck the fabric of reality. No, why don't you think about all these other dumbasses that are doing it too? It's just not feasibly possible. Just take time travel out of the equation. If it happens, fine, deal with it. But yeah, until then, it makes no damn sense. And there's so many variables that could be screwed up. It's just, they make it that it, they base it off the whole philosophy that only one person has that ability to time travel. It's like, <laughs> I guarantee you, if one person figures something out, someone else figures it out not far behind. That's how the world works. Or they get killed and someone steals their secrets. <laughs> it's just, we're a bunch of greedy morons. That's our society is built upon. Just, Theft and thievery and death and destruction and, and greed and disloyalty. <laughs> they have a Noctira Nemesis special number one, one shot. <clears throat> this run was all right. I only went like six issues into it. It's still ongoing, I believe. So it obviously got the following that it needed, so, which is a good thing. Is by Image Comics, by the way. As Sundog Convoy fights to prevent the end of everything, a fairy man is showing the beautiful, terrifying origin of light and darkness across all of space and time. This special one-shot will lead directly into the stunning conclusion 
of the No Break storyline. So yeah, I have a feeling this is going to be going on for a while, which is good. If people are into it, give them their entertainment. But yeah, I just had to jump off it. I had a feeling it was going to go further than I wanted to hang on for. They have Nuking Alaska, graphic novel by Graphic Mundy. Nuking Alaska is an unnervingly funny tale of life in Alaska during the tensest times of the Cold War. It recounts the surprising and tragic comic details of the nuclear threats faced by Alaskans, including Project Chariot in the late 1950s and early 60s. That's when my dad was in there in the mid-1950s. In that area, and they had to go on the island of Guam, and he ended up with skin issues and stuff because they are in a nuclear irradiated area, and he had to come back home and go through a bunch of treatments, UV treatments and stuff, skin treatments because of it, and that's just, that was not a good time. But the near-nuclear disaster caused by the Great Alaskan Earthquake of 1964 and the 1971 test of a nuclear warhead on the island of Amchitka, Alaskan resident Peter Dunlop Shohi shares the terrible consequences that these events and others had for humans and animals alike, all in the service of Atoms for Peace. It's like right now they're dealing with all well, the past how many years they've been dealing with Alaska, with Russia flying over their airspace with their bombers, just testing people's nerves and trying it out, <clears throat> just waiting to start another war over something stupid. We got Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos, number one. This is by Dark Horse Comics. From the New York Times best-selling and multi-Eisner award-winning writers of Something is Killing the Children, the Department of Truth, and House of Slaughter, and the artist of Victor and Nora, a Gotham love story, comes this LGBTQ plus horror hero coming-of-age series that's Invincible meets Doom Patrol. And then we got Path of Shades, new printing, number one, by Living the Lines. I'm guessing this was something that was out before. We'll still talk about it. Waking up at the banks of Waini Yolo as a shade, a young warrior must make his way to the mountains of Nakavadra, dwelling place of the gods. There amongst the Kalu Yalu, the spirits of his ancestors, the shade will find rest. The journey will not be easy, and this has limited quantities available. We have Pool Boys, number one, from Headless Shakespeare Press. Pool Boys welcomes you to the interdimensional solitaire resort. This steamy romance focuses on found love, fleeting connections, and the fun we have along the way. 
featuring pinups by Cena Grace, Luciano Vecchio, Jacoby Sashido, and more, with a cover by David Talaski. Yeah. I don't know those people. All right, we got Power Rangers Unlimited The Coinless. Number one one-shot by Boom Studios. As if the medium-spanning fan-favorite villain Dracon wasn't enough of a threat, Mistress Vile has special plans, one that will bring the ranger's greatest foe into our world. But this scheming isn't without consequences for Dracon, and he'll have to take a page from the Book of Zordon if he wants the world of the coinless to survive. But who would be unhinged enough to join his team? As if they have a choice. In anticipation of the monumental 30th anniversary of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers franchise, acclaimed Dead Maul and the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance writer Adam Cesare teams up with Mighty Morphin artist Moises Hidalgo to present the last rangers anyone would want to be that fans don't know they needed. Alright. We got Prometheus in Chains, number one, by Red 5 Comics. The Third Nightmare from Rich Davis. Professor Victor and Elizabeth Frankenstein have joined the Manhattan Project after fleeing Nazi Germany. When Elizabeth passes away from cancer caused by radiation exposure, Victor spirals into the deepest depths of depression. Haunted by guilt, grief, and regret, a new kind of monster comes to life. Sounds like a possible Jekyll and Hyde type experience, maybe? This one, I know they have, I think right now there's a Kickstarter going on, or there just was a Kickstarter going on for these, but they have Punchline and Vaude Villains, number one, second printing by Hero Tomorrow Comics. I know it's a second printing, but there's a reason for it. You'll find out when I get to the next one. Drayton Hayes is a heavyweight boxer who was kidnapped by a bizarre trope of scoundrels, calling themselves the Bod Villains, then transformed into the super-powered murderous clown Punchline. Punchline is about to throw down with the main superhero from the Hero Tomorrow Comics universe, Apama, in a series that turns on a dime from horror to comedy to supernatural. And then the reason I talked about second printing number one is because they have Punchline and Nevada Villains number two by Hero Tomorrow Comics. It's here. The Erie Lake Earthquake. The Sea Town Throwdown. The War on the Friggin' Shore. It's Punchline versus Apama in an epic blast out brawl for the ages. couple interesting characters I've read some stuff about in the past. Yeah, Quarry number one from Scout Comics. 
After a recent family tragedy, a boy sets out to purchase a Christmas tree with the help of his deceased deceased big brother's girlfriend, Katie. Trying to ease his father's mourning and hold together what's left of the family, Katie and the boy attempt to reclaim a bit of the Christmas spirit and help each other deal with their profound loss. What unfolds changes them both. The Quarry is a coming-of-age story about young love and loss, set against the harsh winter wonderland of northern Michigan. Ranger Stranger Summer Special, number one from Scout Comics. It's summer. Another hot, scorching fireball of fun. At least the bluegill are biting, and the ticks, and the African hornets, and the slithering, bloodthirsty rattlesnake. Where are we? Where were we? Oh, right. Summer. Fear not. Because your favorite deranged wilderness guide, Ranger Garland Woodburn, has cooked up a real humdinger of a summer special, full of camping tips, water safety, and other questionable gems of nature, knowledge to learn and enjoy while the world burns all around. (laughs) I feel like there was another one shot or something from that creator but it never came out so i don't know if this one will come out either we got razor's edge one shot by basement comics and amiral entertainment amiral presents razor's edge this new anthology book will focus on a few of the exciting london night characters from all edges of the Razor universe, including a few of the main characters like Razor, Morbid Angel, Lethal Strike, and others. The interior pages do contain some nudity. Razor's Edge. I feel like I have some Razor's Edge comics from the past, but never read them, of course. But... So I don't know if it's a series I'd be into or not. We got Revenants, Escape from New York, Comic Con, the comic book from the comic book guys. Two Belfast comic book store owners must navigate their way across continents in extreme conditions to the comic book mecca, New York Comic Con. Armed with only their razor sharp wit and a few priceless store props, they must use their unique set of skills to stop the, an Armageddon of monstrous proportion, proportions. The only way they know how. Comic book style. With battle lines drawn in a high-stakes game of deadly destruction, the store owners must face their greatest challenge yet. Throw in a bear with an attitude, some bloodthirsty ghouls, and a fantastic fanatical scientist hell-bent on a new world order. The scene is set for murder and mayhem in the city that never sleeps and where you only get one bite of the big apple. They will be able to stop the mad scientist or will they be able to stop the mad scientist? Nefarious plans? Save the world? And make it back home? 
find out in the most thrilling comic book event of the year. I always like when they do the little Comic-Con style crossover apocalyptical stories. We got Right Project number one by American Mythology. At least a superhero for anyone who sincerely, or at least, at least, at last, a superhero for anyone who sincerely loves superheroes. A teenage video gamer joins a digital daredevil for truth, justice, and a universe of hoo-ha, action, and angst while working on the R-I-G-H-T project an attempt to develop new technology that allows computer constructs to assume physical mass. Dr. Dex Click stumbles upon a new champ of split-second adventure, but Mr. Wright is is little more than a soulless animatronic until he bonds with Jeffrey, player one, Lopez. Since Jeffrey is a true believer... He helps transform a heartless avatar into a compassionate and relentless hero, the true hero who lives within us all. A comic book in the mode of DeFalco and Friends' Spider-Girl, Spider-Man, Thor, Thunderstrike, and A-Next. Adventure Next, right thing. Adventures Next. Alright. We got Robin Hood Annual Invasion. <clears throat> this is by Xenoscope Entertainment. Excuse me. The Cult of Cthulhu has another Cthulhu one. Has spread the great sleeper's creation across the world in an insidious plot to prepare Earth for the coming of their master. The star spawn are nearly invulnerable, and Robin is going to need all the help she can get to stop their evil. From spreading across the globe. This action-packed annual is filled with guest stars as the heroes of the grim universe unite to stop the greatest evil they've yet to face. Alright, we got Savage Squad 6 number 1. This is by Dark Horse Comics. The year is 2037. A brutal world war has left humanity in shambles. The remnants of civilization are tracked down and systematically eliminated by the scourge. For the people of the central colonies, only one hope remains. An elite team deployed into the deadliest location out on the planet, Savage Squad 6. Not sure. Yeah. Don't give me enough information on it. The characters don't look anything too interesting on the cover, but who knows with the cover if it's the same thing on the inside. We'll see. Got Scarlet. Better check my timer first. Yeah, we're good. Scarlet Witch, Volume 3, Annual Number 1 by Marvel Comics. Contest of Chaos Prelude When a newly rejuvenated Agatha Harkness learns of the Scarlet Witch's recent absorption of Kathan, she decides to educate her former student on the dangers of such an endeavor. 
endeavor. But Wanda is not the meek pupil she once was, and Agatha's intentions are not so straightforward. The epic clash between Marvel's most powerful witches sets off a chain reaction that will affect the course of Marvel's summer. Yay. Going to be more witchers and warlock and wizardry summer. We really need to get on to something more fun. Especially if they're going to make all the movies from this stuff. I'm like, There's a lot of good movies they could be focusing on instead of just sticking with all this old stuff that they've been doing for the past few years. I want to see new stuff. Sickness number one. I'd like to see a chaos movie come out. This is by Uncivilized Books. Feeling sick? The man may be following you. 1945. Daniel Buss, an anxious teenager living in a small-town America, has been experiencing strange symptoms, mood swings, increased sensitivity, and terrifying hallucinations. Threatening to ruin his summer vacation before freshman year? Worse, a stalking presence watches Daniel's every move, 1955. George Brooks, war vet and tireless doctor, nears retirement from his decorated past. When a local housewife murders her entire family, her son, the sole survivor, is put into his care. George grows obsessed with uncovering what could drive an ordinary person to such brutality. Though they live in a decade apart, their fates intertwine through a horrifying Illness and the haunting figure who follows wherever they go. Alright. We got Sins of Sultan. Number one of five by artist, writers, and artisans. Wyatt, a professional thief living off the grid, is recruited by his brother for one last job. Their target? An armored car traveling down a desolate stretch of California Highway. But when it turns out that their target is carrying not gold bars, but human cargo, Wyatt is plunged into a conflict between warring factions of a doomsday cult. The cult claims that it is their solemn duty to save the world by means of human sacrifice. Will Wyatt protect the boy who has come into his charge? Or will he be swayed by the cult's increasingly convincing claims that the end of the world is fast approaching? Sounds like another version of the Cabin in the Woods style storyline. I can have it. Something is Killing the Children, Pen and Ink, number one, by Boom Studios. Boom Studios is proud to present Pen and Ink, a deluxe art-focused format featuring stunning black and white interior inks with artist commentary. Begin your collection with this premium reformat of Something is Killing the Children number one, celebrating the start of Erica Slaughter's epic journey with exclusive notes and annotations 
from artist and co-creator Werther Del Edera. This issue will be available with a premium cardstock cover alongside a gorgeous spot UV variant cover and a blank sketch cover. Uh, do we have time for one more? Yeah, we can do one more here. We got Son of Origins of Marvel Comics, Marvel Tales, number one, one shot. I like making these names, these title names really long, don't they? Relive the debut appearance, appearances of even more pop culture icons as we celebrate the legacy of the House of Ideas with Marvel Tales. In Incredible Hulk, 1962, number one, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby unveil perhaps their most tragic hero of all. Is the Hulk man? Is he monster? Or is he both? In Journey into Mystery, 1952, number 83, Larry Lieber joins Lee and Kirby to bring the mighty Thor from Norse myth to the Marvel Universe. In Tales of Suspense, 1959, number 39, Lee Lieber and artist Don Heck introduce Tony Stark and show how to save his own life. He must build the invincible armor of Iron Man. In Strange Tales 1951, number 110 to number 111, Lee and Steve Ditko present the psychedelic world of Doctor Strange, master of the mystic arts. And in Daredevil 1964, number 1, Bill Everett teams with Leo to show how blind youth Matt Murdock becomes the fearless adventurer known as Daredevil. Sounds like a lot of origin stories thrown into one book. That should be it for this episode, and we'll get back with more goodies in the future sometime soon. All right, back to the things for sale in the future. Starting off with Spider-Man India, Volume 2, Number 1. I don't remember hearing about Volume 1. Spider-Man India returns, just in time for his big role on the silver screen. For his first miniseries in almost 20 years, Pavitar Prabhakar is back, fresh from the end of the Spider-Verse, in his own universe's Mambia. But things aren't exactly simple. There's a science professor promising results, activating people's lizard brain along with a ruthless businesswoman who may be more than he seems a ruthless business or businessman who may be more than he seems don't miss this the breakout spidey character of 2023 i've never heard of this character before which i understand every country has their own version of spidey and all our other characters but yeah it's hard to read the second volume when you don't know nothing about the first volume. I'd like to get the origin of the character and all that. <laughs> what you gonna do when Hulkster comes down on you? 
Yeah, Star Wars High Republic Adventures Complete Phase Volume 1 Trade Paperback. If you missed on, I it looked awesome. The little pieces I checked out of it were fun, and I'd like to see more of it. But this collected, it's got the High Republic Phase 1 series with six never-before-collected issues, a new epilogue story, and of course, fan favorite, the Galactic Bake Off, spectacular one-shot. So, uh, if you missed out on that run, like I did, that's a good way to pick it up. And yeah, like I said, lots of fun. The little pieces I did check out and what I heard others from the group review about it sounded definitely worth checking out if you're into the Star Wars universe. Then they have Star Wars Return of the Jedi, the Empire number one one shot by Marvel Comics. What would you do if the Empire took over? As operations begin to take ship, shape on the moon of Endor, a technician must figure out how to live under the control of the Empire. But if he can't stay out of trouble, what will the Empire do with him? Continuing the 40th anniversary celebration of Return of the Jedi. 40 years? God, I'm getting old. I want to say eh, 40, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Time just flies by. Uh, the celebration of Return of the Jedi, Jody Hauser and Jethro Morales pull back the curtains of the Empire like never before. Maybe fun to see an alternate storyline for the Return of the Jedi. I think they should... Should have done the Empire first, which they might have. I might have missed out on it. We got Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 2, number one. This, I mean, it's basically the Disney series put into comic book form. So, from what I remember from the first one, because I was bummed out about it, it was basically everything I would... I just watched, and it's like, well, don't want to go there. But if you love the series, it's, might as well get the book form. But I'll, I'll just watch it myself. You got Starfinder, Aiden Angels of the Drift, number one by Dynamite Entertainment. A bold crew of adventurers must race to an isolated world to stop a catastrophic war for faster-than-light technology. In the science-fantasy universe of the best-selling Starfinder role-playing game, five down-on-their-luck mercenaries sign on, on to help a robotic avatar of the hyperspace dimension bring starship technology to a previously uncontacted planet. But with sinister forces bent on exploiting the new world, it'll take all the heroes' guns, wits, and magic to make it off their space station alive. It's, um, this is a huge, there's like a whole story to read here, but if you're a fan of the Starfinder game, then you'll probably want to jump on the books and check it out. I don't remember anything from the game so 
That doesn't help me at all. But they have a static team up. Anansi number one one shot by DC Comics. In a story set before the events of Static Shadows of Dakota, the Static Shock animated series fan favorite African superhero Anansi pays a visit to Dakota City, investigating a supernatural disturbance, but he's going to need Static's help to explore the occult side of the Milestone universe. I have not checked out anything with the Static characters. I don't know nothing about him. Then we got Steelworks, number one by DC Comics. Forging the Future. The metropolis of the future is here today, but can it survive a terrorist who is out for revenge against its builder, John Henry Irons, a.k.a. Steel, and his company, Steelworks, and who possesses secrets that could undo everything John has worked so hard to build? While John's professional life is firing on all cylinders, his personal life is even better, and his on-again, off-again relationship with Lana Lang might be back on permanently. Now he must decide whether it's time to give up being steel once and for all. But does John even know who he would be without the superhero identity? How does the other steel, John's niece, Natasha Irons, feel about his momentous decision? And does any of that matter if Steelworks crumbles around him when he lacks the superpowers to fight back? Uh, it's just... The Steel character in the past, I enjoyed the things I read of it. But I have not kept up on it or anything, so I don't know what's up with his niece and all that stuff. Yet Sunshine Patriots, number one of two by Fair Square Comics, LLC. You think you've read everything about Hollywood? Think again. And when legendary creator Howard Shaken is in the director's chair, expect the unexpected. Follow the adventures of two former members of Roosevelt's Rough Riders Cavalry, who arrive in Hollywood in 1913 and find themselves caught in the web of a dangerous new world as the first Sicilian mobsters make their way to the City of Angels the two heroes find themselves recruited as mercenaries for the movie studios and drawn into the cutthroat world of cinema with a front row seat to the building of a new American empire with its action-packed narrative and exciting new historical setting Sunshine Patriots is a must-read for fans of Western genre and anyone interested in the early days of Hollywood and the formation of one of the most important facets of modern American culture. Yeah, I'm more of a future guy. I'm not into the going back to the early 1900s. Now, this one made me excited and kind of bummed. I don't know what's up because... For a moment, I heard of a certain artist that was going to work with Spengooly, possibly, to do a new Spengooly comic, but I don't see his name in here. So we got Spengooly Lost in Time, number one, by Frank Miller Presents. 
written by Rich Kaz, which is Sanguli. Art by Chris Jones, who I don't know. But yeah, I was hoping he'd be working with a different artist, but we'll see what comes of it. I will definitely be checking it out in the first of two specials. Me TV, only two specials? Bummer. Me TV sensation Svinguli appears in his first full length comic book feature as the evil Spenbot goes to the past to undo Svinguli's future. Learn the secrets behind Sven and his crazy cast of friends, Bobby Sorrell, Tombstone, and Kerwin. As told by the show's creators, Rich Svenguli Kaz, Jim Roach, and Chris Faulkner. Buy this at your local store, and remember, no personal checks. Yeah, I'm glad they're coming out with something. I'm bummed it's only two issues. I hope a certain artist is still going to work with them then. If they just got two issues for this one, we'll see what happens. I'd love to see a variety of Spenguli books with a variety of different artists. That would be awesome. But who knows what happens. I'm still waiting for him to give me a call to be the spawn of Spenguli. Next up, we got Tales of Asunda. Number one by Stranger Comics. The first kill is always the hardest, especially when you are destined to save the world. Or damn it. The stranger has taught Niobe how to fight, but can she take a life? From the pages of The Untamed comes the first tale in this anthology series about the world of Asunda. Tales of Suspense S-Y-Z-P-E-N-S-E, number one, by Image Comics. The interesting looking cover there. Looks like it might be going back in time also. I got series premiere. The split book revival is underway at Syzygy. Synge- <laughs> oh, they like playing with the Y's and Z's in these words. Every month, Tales of Suspense presents two titanic 12-page tales of terror and turmoil. Up first, courtesy of Lore create co-creators T.P. Luis and Ashley Wood, the lead-off mystery of Le Mort 13 plays out on a surreal and mysterious island of Southport after a run-in with Iris, the goddess of strife. And then, proof that power is wasted on the young, Chris Ryle and Nelson Daniel present Dreamweaver, the story of an aging adventurer with a mystical secret who looks to pass on his abilities to the next generation of hero until they have much greater success than he did. And he decides he wants those abilities back at any cost. Each issue features two Le Mort 13 covers by Wood, a Dreamweaver cover by Daniel, and a suspenseful tribute cover to famous split books of the past. Split books where it's one story after the other, or is it a flip style book where you got the one story on one side, one story on the other? I'm guessing this is a story that 
back to back. It's not the same side. Alright. Next up. We got Talon. Seeds of Darkness number one by Scout Comics. Nonstop. Rulers Vlad Vorden and Amelia are bent on exterminating the witches whom they blame for spreading the bubonic plague known as the Black Death. They pursue the Witch Queen, Aradia, the last survivor. While seeking refuge, Aradia buries a bloody seed of darkness, a seed harnessing the power of the first true magic, the Ars Magica. Meanwhile, Talon mourns the mysterious abduction of her sister at the hands of an unknown ghostly dark entity. More witches. Why are they so obsessed with witchcraft right now? I know it's a big thing in the theaters. It's what everybody, uh, what certain people are waiting for. I just can't get into it. They have a tart trade paperback comic and tag card set. This is, the rulers of hell have lost an asset of power, and they are willing to tear the history of the world apart to hunt it down. As a team of time-traveling, or time-travel, demon hunters known as the Toxic Fruit Work to thwart them, their newest recruit, Tart Acid, learns what it's like to continually fight the hordes of hell in order to protect all we experience from crumbling into chaos. More, more time travel. They got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Saturday Morning Adventures, Volume 1 trade paperback from IDW Publishing. This, uh, no, it might not be collecting certain, okay, let's see what they say. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles first appeared in 1984, but it wasn't until 1987 that a catchy theme song and action-packed cartoon helped make them a global phenomenon. Now discover four lost episodes that follow in the radical two-toed footsteps of the classic series. An unexpected power surge leaves the brothers trapped in a virtual training program facing digital virgin versions of their most fearsome foes in VR in deep trouble. Next, a mysterious piece of tech transforms one of Krang's stone soldiers into a power ballad belting rock star. But how long will the change last? It's a hair metal adventure for those about to rock. Then Casey Jones gets superpowers, and he can't wait to up his crime-fighting game. But when Raph, Raph and the others learn his powers come at a cost, can they convince Super Casey to give them up? And finally, when Baxter Stockman injects Splinter with microscopic mousers, Donnie will have to shrink himself down to save his sensei. In big trouble in Master Splinter. I believe I read the first two. But jumped off and haven't read the rest. I mean, great series. I just, there's just so much Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff out there. I just couldn't keep track of it all. Including, oh, 
yeah, those are all ongoing runs. I love I love that they did the Werewind crossover with Usagi Yojimbo and the T- TMNT crew. Uh, still haven't read the first one, but I know it's going to be good. We got Thanks Romania, or Romina, number one by Scout Comics. After an unpaid internship upon graduating from college, young Latina Romina starts a job as an account coordinator at a Lockroy Post, a television post-production house. But her first day feels like an unmitigated disaster. Romina has no office yet. The team is dealing with server issues and push deadlines. Yet Clay, the co-worker who is supposed to show her the ropes, keeps foisting paperwork on her rather than letting her help. On a phone call, her sister and father insist she should abandon ship and pursue a master's. But Romina decides to stay and prove herself no matter what. Latina Romina. We got The Pink Elephant, number one of three, by Sumerian Comics. Interesting looking cover. From the writers of Heavy Metal Drummer, The Purple Oblivion, and The First Borns, comes this 80s slasher, lysergic, weird, indie, lynch-esque story. A group of teens on a road trip meet a creepy old woman at a gas station. A brief back-and-forth conversation with her leads to a night of acid trips, teen hijinks, and a giant killer with an elephant head. Things are about to get weird. Yeah, I'd say so. It's got the 80s style cover. That black light type layout. Alright. We got some more reaction figures here. We got the Simpsons. Reaction figures. W3TH. Horror Grim Reaper Homer figure from Super 7 Media Incorporated. They got a Horror Inside Out Bart figure. <laughs> just, yeah, just so goofy looking with the Bart in, insides on the outside. <laughs> yeah, it's funny looking. I can't believe how much they raised the prices of these reaction figures. I could have swore they were half this price a month or two ago and now they're doubling up. They have a Horror Skeleton Marge. And they're all from Super 7 Media. I'm sure they got other characters coming or available now. There's a Three Stooges reader set of five comics from American Mythology. There's a Threshold Allure Bondage Bag set of four comics from Balma's Comics. They have a Threshold Pandora Sirens Bag set of four comics by Balma's Comics. They have a TMNT, BST, AXN, Casey Jones, Urban Legends 5-inch action figure from Loyal Subjects. It's pretty interesting. He's got his little patriotic mask on. I don't like that he's got his bag full of tricks with him and it's only got one weapon in it and he's got a bat weapon in his available also. 
And they have his regular Casey mask in there, but yeah, you'd think that they'd have a variety, at least have the hockey stick. Looks like we got the ba- spiked baseball bat and maybe a croquet mallet. But yeah, they need a variety of other sports weaponry in his case. That's just pretty sad. And we got Traveler's Guide to Flagoria, number one by Scout Comics. After a freak work accident involving a fishing boat, a supposedly non-existent sea creature, and an interdimensional gateway, anxiety-addled Henry Balford Blanford finds himself stranded on the far-off world of Flagoria. Can he survive long enough to find a way back home? Flagoria shocks Harry out of his comfort zone. He can no longer just blend in with the crowd. He's exotic, a weirdo, an actual alien. The people he interacts with aren't just passing acquaintances. His foes are trying to hunt him down, and his allies see him as their only hope. Whether they're friends or enemies, Harry has become a key part of their lives. Poor guy. He's lost in a world un- unknownst to him. And he just got to deal with us idiots. Alright, we got Ultimate Invasion, number one, by Marvel Comics. Interesting cover, a lot of characters. See where this is going. The transformation of the Marvel Universe begins. Superstar creators Jonathan Hickman and Brian Hitch team up. The Illuminati must form once again to stop the Maker from his plans to destroy or perhaps rebuild the universe. While Miles Morales at the center of it all, Brian's work on the Ultimates helped redefine superhero comics for the 2000s. Wait until you see what he and Jonathan have in store for this decade, including new data pages by Jonathan Hickman, plus exclusive behind-the-scenes material on world-building that has gone into the project. I wasn't really into the Ultimates, so I don't know how interesting that will be. I'm trying to think here. How much do we have? Well, I think we're going to end it here, and we'll get back with one more short set right after this. All right, let's do the last little bit for this month of things coming out in the future. Under God, One Shot by Band of Bards. In the holy United States of America, Samantha Skyland is selected to go on a mission of mercy to the walled-off land of unbelievers. The righteous almsgiving day pilgrimage goes awry, when Samantha is captured by the unbelievers she's sworn to save. Outside of the safety of the theocratic bubble for the first time in her life, 
Samantha's beliefs are challenged as she focuses, as she's focused, or she's forced to hear a different point of view. I'm getting tongue twisted here. Good thing this is the last chunk. Uh, we got victory, D-E. I don't know why they have D-E in a parentheses. It's just for Dynamite Entertainment, but it's victory number one by Dynamite Entertainment. From Vampirella's 50th anniversary to her very own series, she started as Vampirella's lover and ended up a very powerful pawn of Vampy's mother, Lilith. Along the way, Victory's made new friends, seen countless horrors, been saddled with a demon's ring that she can't get rid of, encountered the ghost of an old friend, and opened too many dimensional gateways to count. Despite that, there's so much that we don't know about Victory, like what her childhood was like, or what she's been doing with her demon ring and the crazy powers it has granted, or which old, well, foe wouldn't exactly be the right word, is about to show up to cheer her on. From writer David F. Walker and artist Brett Waddell. Check it out. If you like the Vampirella series and you like that character, that might be for you. There's a Web Witch Seductive Bag set of five comics by Boundless Comics. There's a Web Witch Widow Leather Cover Bag set of three comics from Boundless Comics. And we have Wild's End, Volume 2, Number 1, by Boom Studios. Journey to an alien-occupied interwar England, courtesy of the award-winning creative team of Dan Abnett and I.N.J. Culbard, with Nick Abnett providing additional material. Out at sea during the invasion, our intimate crew of unlucky voyagers returns to a world they once knew. Their once cozy seaside home now occupied by alien invaders, combining a rich cast of anthropomorphized characters in the tradition of Black Sod and aliens unlike any you've ever seen in the spirit of War of the Worlds meets Wind in the Willows. Wild Ends, Wild's End is a world unlike any other, one you won't want to leave. And we got World of Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest, number 26 by Archie Comics, with two brand new stories. First, in Light My Fire, Betty, Veronica, Tony, and Kumi are on a camping trip when they realize they can't get their fire started. It's damp and they forgot their matches and the rubbing two sticks together trick doesn't seem to work. Veronica has an idea. Time to call in some reinforcements. And who better to start a fire than the superhero Inferno himself? Then, in Flaging Resolve, Pierhart is excited to get an invite to the Crusaders' cookout. 
It's sure to be a good time for all the fledgling superheroes and their superhero elders. But when Captain Rag or Captain Flag <laughs> decides to give a history lesson, someone's going to do something. Someone's going to do something have to liven up the party. It, they miswrote that it should be someone's going to have to do something to live up the live and up the party, I think is what they were trying to say. Alright, let's see. Looks like we have X-Men before the fall of Heralds of Apocalypse. Number one one shot. The origin of Araco. In ancient days, Genesis turned back the hordes of Amaranth. In ancient days, Genesis forced annihilation to a parley. What words were spoken in her mind? Now finally, Apocalypse will know. And the echoes of those words might destroy him. And Araco with him. And then they have X-Men Before the Fall of Mutants. First strike, number one, one shot. By Marvel Comics, Krakoa strikes. Ever since mutants declared themselves humanity's new gods, certain circles have been waiting for the other shoe to drop, the wrath. When a small New England town is hit by a devastating mutant attack, it seems the wrath is here, but all isn't as it appears, and Krakoa doesn't hesitate to save lives. So it's time for Bishop to lead Krakoa's biggest rescue efforts yet. And we got Xeno number one. This is by Oni Press. Interesting looking cover for a character that's kind of alien and automated AI or something like that. Computerized. But because the future is getting weirder every day, we give you Xeno, number 001, the first of three oversized 40-page intraocular lozenges of subversive surrealist science fiction to cure your awful awareness of it all. Try not to worry. The insertion process will be guided by the megawatt brilliance of Oni's brightest talent past, present, and future, as they slowly tune your hopes, dreams, desires, paranoia, alienation, anxiety, and adrenaline to produce the desired results. In our first exploratory outing, rising stars Melissa Flores and Daniel Irizarry surgically activate the hidden dimensions of the human senses, cult phenomenons, Christopher Condon, and Nick Cagnetti. World's, debut the world's first intravenous video game system. Underground radicals Jordan Thomas and Shaky Kane surveil the suburbs of signs of covert infiltration and master cartoonist and foundational Oni creator Phil Hester. 
returns to the fold to leave his deepest mark yet. And last up, we got You've Been Canceled. <clears throat> Number one of four by Mad Cave Studios. In the near future, cancel culture means more than just losing your job. It could mean your life. The world's premier entertainment event is canceled. A live stream program where elite bounty hunters called cancelers kill individuals who society has voted to cancel, following heinous actions or offenses. Our story follows Roland Endo, the world's number one ranked canceler. Because of it, this status, Roland lives in a constant state of paranoia with a target on his back. Well, yeah, if you're canceling everybody, you're going to get canceled someday by someone else. Because you are not supposed to be judged or an executioner yourself, so screw ya. But yeah, that's it for this month's goodies that are coming out in the future. So hopefully you can find some you enjoy. And we'll get back to you next month with the next round of things that are coming out. So have fun and enjoy. Keep checking out Under the Color of MS, audio, video, YouTube, all that stuff. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club and all the goodies that come with that. And we'll get back to you again soon. Bye.